Ladies and gents, I know that it's easy to look at a final product with contempt or maybe even envy when you don't know the private victories that went into it. So in today's story, I'm going to be showing you guys all of my private victories. This is a story of how I went from a broke 16-year-old high school dropout all the way to making my first million while I was still in my teens with social media marketing. So, I'm a 17-year-old high school dropout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win. Yeah, LA BB, who we running with? Yeah, two, two, three, three, I'm on ten again. Yeah, state your name. Big Ben, dope on flame. I just switched the lanes. Damn, he did it again. I just flipped the pain. Stripping and dipping in base, slab on everything. Swimming, you shaking away, cause I got big brass coming up. So this video is gonna be extremely long and quite patchy to be honest, but I didn't wanna leave anything out. I wanted to leave it very raw and uncut so you can see basically the last four years, you know, I recently actually just celebrated my fourth anniversary as an agency owner. I wanna leave everything in there so you guys can see basically how we got to this point today. So we're gonna kick off this journey with 2016. Now 2016, um, I stumbled upon something that at a later time I would realize was social media marketing and, and really just having an online marketing agency. As I said, at the time, it, I didn't really identify with anything. I didn't have a name for it. For me, it was just simply, I'm delivering services for businesses in return for money. But so we're actually gonna kick off with the beginning of 2016. And you know, most of these early clips don't actually have anything to do with business or having a marketing agency or anything like that. I really just wanted to put these in there just so you can see the fact that you know, when I started my business, I had kind of done a lot of prep. And when you guys hear me talk so much about reading, mindset, meditation, I know some of you guys roll your eyes, but it really was the thing that allowed me to jump straight in with having an agency. And as I said, I really just wanted to leave these clips in just so you can see my headspace going into 2016, um, going into signing my first client and really beginning the social media marketing journey. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and roll it. Now what I want to do is I want to take this, I want to share my journey and if that inspires and that motivates people along the way, I've done what I, I've, I've accomplished my goal. Always remind yourself of what your core values are, what your goals are, what your beliefs are. Moving forward, getting better, becoming the best version of yourself is just such an important concept it's, and such an important idea that I want to remind myself because you know sometimes I feel like being idle I feel like just uh, not accomplishing and not moving forward because that takes effort and sometimes you're just so tired you really don't want to whatever your reason or excuse is so that just reminds me of my core value which is always move forward, always find ways to improve, and always find ways to become the best version of yourself. These are pretty much just like 35 of my favorite books. I have maybe 50 more hard hard copy books um, in my actual like bookcase, and then I have like 50 more on my Kindle, which I never use anymore. Um, I just use the app on my phone when I'm in the tube just to read. All this stuff sort of inspires me, intrigues me, 
um, makes me understand myself better. Um, here's more along the <laughs> real world. Um, so we've got stuff like Alistair Campbell winners, four hour work week, do less, get more. Um, one of my main problems is looking so far ahead that I don't take time to stop and think about how far I've come. Picture you get caught up in this person who's doing this more than you, you get this person who's uh, done this that you haven't done, whatever it may be. And it's one thing is if you built up momentum, like don't ever let go of that. If you're in an upward spiral, like do everything in your power to make sure that it continues. Just a nice little ritual. It's either that or spending hour, hour and a half in the bookstore. All depends how busy I am, but what I'm trying to make is have rituals that you have and that benefit your life. Whatever that is to you, maybe it's morning meditation or you have a ritual that you do before you play a game or study. Whatever it is, have something that you can call yours and something that's personal to you. So always when I read a book, I will highlight, I'll highlight quite a bit of the book actually. Uh, I'll have them all on here and then I'll also write little paragraph, just a little reflection on whatever is highlighted within that certain thing, however it relates back to my life, how you know I can work on it and improve it because it's one thing just to read a book it's a completely other thing to understand it and retain the information you know it takes a lot of courage to be completely honest about what's going on in your life and whether you have one subscriber or a million to show you know just the good side show how awesome your life is um, and when you've got a personal uh, YouTube, such as myself, when you decide to share your life, such as myself, I think it's important to show the ups and the downs. Um, Come to a roadblock. If you guys lose momentum for whatever reason, maybe it could be a thing, uh, or it could just simply be you got complacent. You have to treat yourself like a five-year-old. You, If you were doing 30 minutes of meditation before, like I was, do five minutes. If you were doing, if you were reading, you know, quite nuanced books before, read easy books now. If you were going to the gym six times a week before, go two times. You get my point here. It's been a week, and that's kind of crazy for me, where I've gotten no work done. All this momentum that you build can crash and burn in a week, in a couple days. So if you're on the climb, if you're on the path to success, just make sure you're making the right decisions because even the smallest of things can just lead to your demise. It honestly can. Shit is really good for you right now. You have to be so careful about your friends, your influences. Just everything in your life needs to be success based. Um, you know, she was my girlfriend for like 20 plus months. Um, she was my best friend, my number one supporter. Uh, it, it, we just grew for the best part of a year and a half, two years. 
um, and that was the first relationship I've ever had feel childish. Like she really did support me with everything I did, and I supported her. And you know, I taught her how to meditate and seriously get into reading and become disciplined. And you know, she taught me how to be empathetic and all the like, all, all these sort of things. So I can't explain how hard it is um, to get over that. And I have really high ambitions for who I want to become. And anything that is in my way of that, as I said, is just going to be stomped out. I'm like, you know, it's a large club, but your social media, your brand just isn't strong enough. And, you know, you've got the players, you've got the funds, you've got the resources to be one of the top name grassroots teams in the world to be known globally as some of them are uh, but your brand just isn't strong enough so I'm close with my coach uh, and um, I'm not playing football for them next year just because I seriously have no time but um, we got in contact with the owner um, so the owner the coach and I had a conference call while I was in America about me possibly running their social media um, so that's confirmed right now. Uh, I'm gonna be taking over their Instagram, uh, help grow their Instagram for them. And as you saw in today's video, I'm now getting paid to run a really big clubs. You know, the, there's a lot of revenue there. They make quite a bit of money a year. It's it really is a serious business, and I'm getting paid a good amount of money to run their branding their marketing uh, will run their social media and brand them in the proper way as i said uh, if you saw last videos uh, last video um i have experience with social media instagram i used to flip accounts um i used to rebrand accounts so i think in yesterday's video i told you guys about how i was hired to manage my old club's social media do their marketing and their branding what i want to talk to you quickly about is enjoying the process now, you're not going to find happiness from when you get that first 1,000 subscribers or when you make that first million. Maybe in my case, it's not first million, but when you make a 1,000 in a month, which I've done, which I did last month, actually. What you are going to find enjoyment from is the tedious sort of stuff, you know, making channel art or talking to clients. It's the, the little sort of things, and it's literally about enjoying the process. And if you can find a way to do that, then maybe you're doing the wrong thing. And that's something you should think about. By the way, guys, this is the next camera I'm going to get, Sony a7S. This will probably take me at least half a year of complete hustle work <laughs> to save up for. I've been working more than I ever have in my life recently, and I have so many projects that I have going on right now and even more in the future. I love the process, I really do. And every single thing I'm doing right now is just my passion and it's all what I love. And you know, I'm even getting paid for it, which is incredible. So guys, I need you to understand that happiness is seriously a choice. It doesn't matter what your position is, it doesn't matter where you are, happiness is a choice. And I'm seeing that because right now I have everything and more than I could possibly want. And, you know, it's not usually like me, it's just that I've been working so hard and I've been so enveloped in work that I haven't taken the time to stop and pretty much smell the roses. Like, simple as that. And I've always looked at people who can monetize their passion and I've never thought, hmm, they're cheating the system or they just got lucky. 
I thought, wow, that's genuinely incredible that they were cult- able to cultivate something that they're good at, and then they were able to find a way to market themselves so people paid them for their service. And that's precisely what I've done, guys. I've, you know, I started getting into the gym, and then I built up a brand on Instagram. You know, just for no reason to begin with, and then I started building up this YouTube, start building up my Snapchat, and you know, throughout this time, I was getting people asking me, "Do you do online coaching?" And I'd always say no, and then I started thinking about it, and it actually became an idea in my mind. So I started studying uh, NASM, NSCA notes. You know, I really got into the technical side of things, all of that. I've been able to make money through online coaching, through personal training,、uh, as well as now I'm making money through、uh, social media marketing and branding. These are all stuff that took a long time to cultivate. But what I am is very hardworking. I've, you know, weeded out all those bad attributes,、um, things like not being able to remember. Or retain information easily. That's why I've realized that, and I highlight and I make information packets, and I look over things again and again. You know, things like I'm lazy. I'm naturally very lazy. I find out what motivates me. I make sure everything around me is,、um, you know, success orientated. Everything from the music I listen to, to the audio books I listen to, to the books I read, to the people I have around me, to the things I watch, and even my own self talk. And ever since I started doing affirmations, wealth has flowed to me in abundance. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but you know, I'm starting to see all my hard work pay off. So, coincidence? I don't know. But if you're in a position like me, I don't want to become a doctor. I don't want to become a lawyer.、Um, I want to. My only goal in life is to monetize my passion or whatever it is I'm enjoying at that point. So you see this credential? It means nothing. Experience means everything for me. Last year, I ran social media, and I monetized it. I made a lot of money off flipping accounts, owning my own account, eventually selling it. From there, because I had a strong brand, I've been able to branch off into marketing and branding. I'm getting paid to do that now. So credentials means absolutely nothing for me. Experience means everything. So that's why, personally, for me, school isn't important. It's just not. School isn't important. I don't intend on going to college. Just find it so crazy, guys.、Um, you know, I'm creating invoices. I'm gonna get to a stage where I have to start, you know, paying taxes and filing tax returns. That only happens once I make five thousand pounds. Um, which will be far down the line, but、um, it's going to get to that point. It, you know, you hear all these success stories of these sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-olds making so much money off stocks or commodities, or you know, even for their service, or you know, founding these startups and then selling them. And I always thought there was something weird about it, or. You know, I thought there was something unique or special to them that there's no way I could do something like that. And I'm not comparing myself to someone who creates a startup and sells it for a million. But you know, I'm at a point where I'm still in school and I'm getting paid for you know coaching people. I'm getting paid for 
running people's social media. People are paying me for my service. I've gone to a point where, you know, I provide so much value that people are, you know, paying me to go the extra step and do even more for them. I just find that so cool, guys. <laughs> like, I really do find that crazy. I do read a book a week.、Um, over the summer, there are times like where I would go three weeks and only read one book.、Um, but in general, I tend to read one book a week. But within this year's goal, as in from, I think I, I came back from holidays and I really sat down and looked at my goals. But、um, from you know a couple days ago until a year from that day, I have my goals. One of them is to read 52 books. One book a week,、um, and yeah, just continue absorbing knowledge, and you know, go, going through books. And the way I could only describe it is like mining for gold, and that's really what I'm doing. I'm trying to get the info and extract it, and then have it saved in my mind, and then apply it. Currently doing client work. I am a minute and twenty-two seconds into this short movie for the team. And it's been an hour and a half. Do you guys understand the life of a YouTuber or videographer editor now? This is what it's like every single day if you're into the like cinematography and you know the more cinematic style of it.、I、have eight for this year,、um, or the from the point at which I said it. One of them was to make fifteen thousand.、Um, you know, just make fifteen thousand. That doesn't mean have fifteen thousand in my bank account at the end of the year or whatever. Make fifteen thousand pounds in a year's time. I set that goal on the nineteenth, eleven days ago, and since then, I've made five hundred fourteen pounds and eighty-nine pence. So eleven days, five hundred and fifteen pounds. I'm on track. That is one thirtieth of the way there,、um, and you know, it's just it's crazy to think where I am. <laughs> It's crazy, crazy to think where I am. Seriously, it's called the place is called Bookmongers. It's in like Brixton, so if you guys are ever in London, I've literally been to pretty much every single bookstore、uh, that there is, and it is my favorite one by far. If you are on it, if you are on a up in an upward spiral, if you're going places, if you've got good momentum going for you, do not fuck up. One little fuck up, and you're done. I'm serious. You one little fuck up, and that sets you back months. Because momentum is the best thing that you could have going for you, and you can get in upward spirals, and you can get in downward spirals. I'm nowhere near in an upward spiral, and I'm just trying to like regain control, <clears throat> regain discipline, regain my passion. I'm just <laughs> I haven't had any passion about anything recently. But yeah, seriously, the education I'm getting is incredible. Sort of real-world education compared to what you get in a classroom. <laughs> There's no comparison. So four times a week, I am bringing in food myself because if I go off campus, my options are Pret-a-Manger, McDonald's, Subway. Even if I try to Uber Eats or Deliveroo to my school, you know something like the Good Life Eatery. That's like 15 pounds. So a place like the Good Life Eatery, the micronutrients, the nutritional content is really good. But I can't pay 15 pounds for that. Maybe not now. Maybe who knows? In a year, <laughs> I'll be、uh, I'll be doing that every day. But at this point, that's not something I can afford. It has been so hard to organize everything that is going on in my life recently. As I said, just so much going on, so many new projects, so much actual work that I'm contracted under. So it's not like I can just get lazy and sleep. 
Dude, I can't wait in like two years, three years where we're Ubering everywhere. Dude, I can't wait until like two years until we Uber everywhere, but for now, um, for now it's bus. Write your goals down. Now, I would always have my daily to-do. In a very micro way, I'd manage my goals, but I never really had macro goals, big one-year goals, half-year goals, stuff like that. And then somewhere along mid-August, I set my eight goals for the coming year. It was the 19th of August. I set my goals, you know, um, one of them was to make 15,000 pounds. I thought that was crazy at the time. And, you know, from the sort of work I'm doing and the way things are going, it looks like that's very well gonna happen. Some of my social goals, they're happening. You know, things like I wanted to go to six concerts. I've already booked four in the next three months. And, you know, I want to take my mom away abroad and pay for the whole thing. That looks like it's going to happen. You know, I wanted to really expand my social circle and meet really, really fucking cool people. And that's happening. So my advice to you, the last thing I want to leave you guys with is write down your goals. Because <laughs> even if you think it's bullshit, like I did, I genuinely thought thinking at that macro level was pointless because things change so quickly. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Write your goals down and work on them every day. And it's crazy because it just seems like they manifest. <sighs> just read a whole bunch of books. That's my only advice to you. Read a whole bunch of books. I read a book a week at this point. Start off with a book a month. 12 books a year is much better than most people. I think the average person doesn't even finish one book a year for their own reading. It's awesome. <laughs> Alright guys, so just finished the meeting with the owner of Skin Yoga, huge, huge company, it's got like 150 employees globally, um, so we might be doing some work together, just going to start off by testing the product, and then going from there, obviously I'll never back, and I never have, and I never will back anything that I don't believe in personally, so we're going to have to give that a go, and then basically just go from there. Basically, I just ran a mock week for them. They want me to come along as their brand manager. Um, so, showed them you know, the whole process, showed them the amount of growth they can expect, and had a really, really good first week. So, now I just gave them a little time to think about it, uh, and then hopefully we'll move forward and do some awesome, awesome stuff. Because this place is so, so cool. So, 2016 was a ridiculous year, signing my first retainer. And at the time, I didn't know what a retainer was. To me, it wasn't. I didn't think of it in my mind as, oh, I, I just signed my first retainer. It was simply, I'm doing this service for a client in return for a monthly fee. And that's really all it was back then. And all I really knew was that after I'd signed that first client, I wanted to have more clients like that. And preferably at a more expensive rate. I mean, th that first client I brought on, I actually was charging 380 pounds a month. Reason it was 380 pounds was actually because I quoted weekly because I thought it sounded cheaper and I didn't want to charge 100 pounds a week. So I just had to charge 95 pounds a week. So that came out to a grand total of 380 pounds a month. If I take the amount of money I was making from that retainer divided by the amount of time that went into it, I was pretty much just making minimum wage, but I didn't care. I was on top of the world. And as I said, I was striving to get more retainers like that. So with that in mind, I kept building up that momentum in 2016, having more and more meetings. You know, back then I was setting out proposals and doing all the things that I strongly dissuade people from doing these days, but it didn't really matter. What mattered was I was getting meetings, I was getting my foot through the door, getting rejected again and again and again, but who cares? It was all reference experiences and it all allowed me 
to have some more notches under my belt going into 2017. So, so speaking of 2017, let's go ahead and roll the clips and see what happened then. You end up feeling quite lonely from that and it's something I had to deal with for quite a while. But look, that's fine. Honestly, I would rather be alone with my own thoughts than with people who are negative, berate what I'm trying to do in my life because at the end of, at the, end of the day, those people are just scared that you're gonna rise up and find no use from them anymore. Don't get angry at people when they throw negativity, throw hate your way because at the end of the day, they're just scared that you're gonna develop so much that you find no use for them anymore. I've seen that time and time again in my life and... So guys, there's this little company, you might have heard of them, they're called Bang & Olufsen. I'm so, so excited. They just actually opened a store in Amsterdam. It's pretty new from what I understand and that's like pretty much the main reason why I'm going to Holland in like a month. I'm shooting a video for Bang & Olufsen in their Amsterdam store which is Super, super exciting. Day two begins. We're starting off with a meeting with a company called Teddy Kids. They're really, really big here in Holland. They have a lot of nurseries. Yeah. Okay, you guess you call them nurseries, daycares around Holland. Um, super, super expensive. I'll tell you how proud I am for being able to travel for work, for my passion, for something that I love doing and get paid for it. That was really, really cool. And I had a couple of other shoots that he managed to get. And I also had a couple meetings and shoots that, you know, I just looked up local businesses in the area and whatever, just went for numbers and got some responses. It makes me so upset. People don't know their North Star. They don't know what they're going for. So listening to their teachers, their parents, this friend, that person, all these people, and they don't go within themselves and ask themselves, what do I really want? And what happens is they go through life on someone else's narrative. They end up 30, 35, 40, and they have a broken soul because they realize I'm not living the life I actually want or I'm passionate about. Markel, maybe I fall flat on my ass, but you know what? I enjoyed the journey. I love the journey. And it's very rare that when someone's really passionate about something and they have the drive and they have the motivation and the self-discipline that they fail at what they're doing because even if they get knocked down, they're gonna get recreative. They're gonna work not harder, but they're gonna work smarter this time and they're gonna achieve their dream lifestyle. All right guys, Friday night hustle. We're here with Sean at Athlete headquarters. This place is huge. They are right over there. We've been shooting for like two hours, talking about where we wanna go with the brand. Dead. We are at the Athlete HQ, just waiting on the first of the influencers. The second one's coming. We're shooting a couple videos today. Um, I'll see if I can plug them in. A lot of excitement. Tuesday will be my last day at school, which is super cool. Um, I've gone to a point where I have a strong enough hold on the next branch that I can let go of the last one. So that's why I accepted the client today because I've had a bunch of clients come to me asking me to do mar their marketing and their branding, but I just haven't had time in terms of school. Um, so now that I can let go of that, I can, I can travel more, I can take on more clients. But that brings me to one thought and that is you get what you think you deserve, not what you deserve. I think you need to believe that you deserve it before it ever happens, whether that be financially, whether that be with that girl you like, whether that be with that social circle or that social life that you may not think you deserve yet. Once you have that mentality and you enforce that through affirmations, incantations, just reprogramming your mind to realize that you deserve the best and then you put in the work accordingly. Uh, right after the bank, I have a client meeting. Um, we've had a 
verbal agreement that um, he's gonna come on board um, and do my lowest price point um, for marketing, my lowest package. Um, so we have a meeting right now and hopefully we can get a confirmation once again and go through with that. Fuel. Basically it's like three, four business owners. Um, they're all around like 23, 20, 21, around that age. Um, so it was really cool, really cool meeting. Um, actually had a meeting with one of the owners um, and then one of the other ones came in, but came home. I basically just have like five, six hours in there, in the lab, in the studio, hustling, um, and there's not much content you can get from that. You guys just see all the glory bits. You see me having fun with my friends. You see me traveling to these places. You see me buying these things. And I, I, sometimes I even look back at my own videos and I'm kind of like, yeah, but where's the work? And I can assure you that I work my face off. I bleed through my eyes sometimes. <laughs> that amount of work goes into it. I thought because not much has actually happened this vlog, I would end off with a question that I get a lot, a lot, which is how do you stay composed when you're a 17 year old high school dropout and you are in a boardroom meeting with a company with millions of seed capital, when you are networking with a multimillionaire, when you're networking with an influencer who has 500,000, a million followers, like how do you stay calm? How do you, how do you know your own self-worth when you're right at the bottom? The number one thing I can say is don't qualify yourself. Interested in, in how do I show you know, this guy or a girl, how do I show them that I'm worthy of being here? And all that conveys to them is they know they're down here and they're trying to bring themselves up here. You act like you're here from the get-go, it's a lot better of a dynamic to start the, uh, start the meeting off in that way, start the conversation off in that way. Because as I said, they're, look, they're playing at a high level, they've seen it all. They cut straight through that BS. Now once I've woken up, I've gone to the gym, steam room, sauna, and I come back home, I meditate, then I read like 30 pages to 50 pages of a book, depending on um, whatever it takes to read a book a week that week. So as I said, I've gone to the gym, meditated, read, then from the notes I've written last night, I look at what I have to do, which is on Evernote. So after waking up at around eight, I'll be at this desk at around 10.30, ready to work. And after I have a quick shower, that's precisely what I'm gonna do. So now I can officially say, I have hired my first. Why are you gonna walk in on my? Bro, that's not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay. So I've hired, officially hired my first videographer. He is coming in from America in two weeks. He's ha I've hired him full time. So um, basically, just to help with the workload, um, he will shave off around fifty-five percent of my workload. And uh, I think this month alone, I've signed like four new clients and then, but really exciting news, employee, simply manage the workload, shit tons of uh, shit tons of new clients recently and then I'm going to Amsterdam in a week, week and a half and it looks like we're, we're gonna sign four or five more clients out there. So I will be a lot, doing a lot of traveling between Holland and London, um, going global with the marketing agency pretty soon on, which is good. Really exciting news, I'll tell you more when he is finally here. But I'm 17 years old, I've just hired my first employee. My second employee is coming on board in August. Like, I'm 17 years old and by the end of this year, I, I, I'm running a six-figure business and we're all just so driven, so passionate and um, I'm just getting a team together right now. And 2017, I mean, everyone talks about 2017 being their year. 
I think I've made it mine so far, but it is the only the start. You know, you might be 17, you might be 18, and you're going into meetings, and the other person is saying, you're too young, you're too inexperienced, what the hell could you know about this? Now, what I want you to do is I want you to flip the script. And look, I'm 17, I understand the current social landscape, like no 30, 40 year old who has a, a college degree for marketing ever could. I can relay the point that Digital marketing has only been around for 20 years. Social media marketing has only been around for 10 years. So really use that to your advantage. If you're strong and you're firm and you tell them, look, I really can do this better than a marketing representative who's 30 or 35 because I'm on the platforms every day. I understand it. But most of my days involve waking up at 6.30, meditating, reading, and getting to work. So I wake up, I make myself a coffee, I read for 20 minutes, sit over there meditate now this morning i actually i'm not getting to work first thing because i actually have a tennis class tennis is a sport that i've always really wanted to get into but i've never been able to afford tennis classes for myself so now that things are a bit better uh, i'm actually taking one-to-one -one private lessons for for as long as I want, really. I'm right behind me with my mom, and I made her the promise that I would take her to Paris. So when I made this promise to her, it wasn't so much a promise, it was more an aspiration or a dream. And fast forward a year, here we are, and I get to make good on my promise. When you're going through all these long nights, all these tough days, and things don't seem like they're working, if you make it all about you, you will inevitably quit. Just ran a couple more ads for some clients, uh, this just came in the mail, Funnel Hacker, Black Box, Russell Brunson, there's a few resources in there, so I might take that with me, as well as Perennial Seller, Ryan Holiday, I think these are my uh, reading materials for the next few days. hotel literally couldn't be any closer to the Eiffel Tower which is pretty cool now it's time to show her around she's never been I think it's like my fourth fourth time this year alone so I say this and I don't think people believe me my day-to-day -day is not very interesting at all I find it interesting I do enjoy pretty much everything I do I kind of enjoy the menial side of things but it's not something that's flashy. And I always kind of worried about that. I always felt as though I had to be traveling or I had to be doing some cool shit or even even in business, I had to be like signing a deal that day otherwise it wasn't a cool video. And funnily enough, later today at four, I have a client meeting. So that'll actually be a yay or nay and we'll find out whether I do sign a deal today. Client signed. Uh, I'm actually quite happy with this one. Uh, it's a client that I see myself working with for a while. I won't say any names because uh, I realize that like as my social media grows, literally telling you guys who my clients are, even though I've said who a lot of them are, uh, is probably the most surefire way to have you guys try and steal them. But um, yeah, quite a, quite a good client, uh, quite a big client, quite happy with that. All right, so Georgia basically, she needed a little car wash, so where do I recommend? Obviously my own client. So super fun seeing Georgia. It looks like we might actually be going to Portugal next month together, which is gonna be fun. It was also quite interesting actually going through the car wash, considering that they're my client. They were very, very surprised to see me there. Now to give you guys an example, in August, so this month, 
I've actually lost around 40% of total revenue from my marketing agency. And look, some of that lost revenue wasn't in my control, but some of it was. And some of it was because I got so numb to what brought me to success in the first place, which is constantly being a student, constantly keeping my ego intact, not staying comfortable, constantly learning. And as I say, keeping myself as a student, that, that is what brought me to success in the first place. But the problem with comfort is it breeds complacency. Because as I said, when you think you have everything that you need even want then you've hit the glass ceiling there's nowhere left to go now this trip hasn't gone completely to plan i had to cancel all of my first week's meetings but now at least i have this week and i can be grateful for that and once again these meetings aren't to inquire or anything like that these meetings are to sign the dotted line and for them to get started as clients of mine so business is booming so here we go my first employee stays with me for a week and then he basically decides you you have no idea what the fuck you're doing i'm out of here obviously that's not the exact reason um his heart wasn't really in it it wasn't sort of the work he wanted to do but you get my point so you know he goes back to america i lose 50 percent of my total revenue my apartment that falls through because now i have to put all my money and focus back into rebuilding the business that was early june then in august i lose 50 percent of my clients now if any of you guys haven't been in business long enough August is just, like no matter what industry you're in, August is just a shit month. I end up losing 50% of my clients. And once again, I take full responsibility for that because I would say that I got complacent. I got complacent. I didn't stay on the cutting edge of things. And for that reason, a few of my clients actually dropped me. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to admit my fault there. You know, I have four meetings today. I have five meetings tomorrow. And you would think I'd be like over the moon, right? Especially because six of those nine meetings are like literally go there, close a client for IG Media. The sales guy I have for my marketing agency, he's just been crushing it. Um, and then the other three meetings are just really, really cool opportunities. Basically with people who I refer to as like gatekeepers, which basically means like they know everyone and their mom. And uh, there's some cool like value arbitrage opportunities there. Anyways, you would think that I would be over the moon, right? Like super ecstatic to go to all these meetings and whatnot. No. And the problem is you guys have been sold this idea that like entrepreneurship is going from like networking event to networking event to like business to like close a deal to this. No, entrepreneurship is like literally just sit in your office for hours on end, just thinking and like, and like building systems and trying systems and then systems fail. So you have to make new systems and then you have to scale systems and then you, and then you have to learn and then you have to have free think blocks where you're just like, you evaluate if what the fuck you're doing is even working. And then once again, you need like think blocks to put systems in place. It's basically just like a bunch of systems building. Yeah, just trying to find it. So I did this in April and April was like, you know, I had just been getting into entrepreneurship for, I'd been in it for like four or five months sort of properly. And in April I made 5,001, I don't know if you can see that, 5,100 pounds after tax. Um, so that's roughly $6,500 after tax that is. Okay, so it cost me 18,500 pounds. I don't know how well you can see that. Uh, 18,500 pounds is uh, how much like my ideal, ideal, like financial freedom, financial abundance would cost me. Um, and I wrote that six months ago and I thought, hey shit, like in two, three years I'll get there. And uh, I made this actually much more than this last month. So six months later. Um, and that's kind of an amazing feeling. But after 14 years, it's time to move, I guess. 
So I'm very, very good at manipulating the angles and whatnot. You literally only ever get to see my little study office downstairs. And I think you, I've, I've shot a video on my couch once. I've never actually shown you like kind of what my house looks like. I'll give you like a brief <laughs> look around. This, <laughs> this is my wardrobe, um, or at least some of it. Yes, used to have doors, but that broke in a bit of a family incident. Um, this is actually where it went, so I guess it's kind of convenient. I guess I have another mirror out here. Now, one thing about my house, it is, has been renovated in like 14, 15 years. So it is quite literally falling apart. And obviously me and my mom never had any money to fix things. Um, so we just kind of dealt with it. So yeah, once again, that's uh, my shower. Broken the shower head, that was a long time ago. Everything in here is pretty much broke. Um, yep, this is my, it's my uh, bathroom. As you can see, just like everything in this house on another level is broken. Um, yeah, basically in general, I would, uh, I would not call my house a nice place to live. Uh, but then again, at least I have a roof over my head. Uh, if I could only tell you guys the amount of pain and hardship that I went through to get here uh, and how hard I had to fight for my own place. Um, you know, I know people feel like a lot of people have excuses for themselves. And you know what, like maybe, as I said, like maybe your parents weren't great to you or you know what, maybe you do live in a country where it's a bit harder or like all of this stuff, like, like, uh, trust me, I, I know what that feels like, you know? Even to get this place, I'm 17 years old. Like, you, I had to go through fucking hell and I had to work through, there were so many loopholes that I had to go through to, in order to get this place. This, pla this place is in my name. I, uh, I had a, I came from a, a not so good place. Um, whether that was uh, certain fam family things that went on, whether that was certain financial burdens at a young age, uh, whether that was, you know, last year when I was, I was fucked up and I was going out and taking stuff that wasn't that great for me, uh, hanging around people that weren't that great for me, um, you know, I, uh, I'm happy, you know, because this is my journey, this is my story, and I, I, uh, managed to, uh, managed to make one of my little dreams come true, which was have a place to myself, have a place that I could call home and that was a peaceful and just, <laughs> was, a ha was a happy place for me. So this is, this is hopefully gonna be my, my happy place, guys. And um, I'm gonna share every single step of the journey with you and hopefully, uh, hopefully you stick around for that, so. Uh, the main focus next month is restructuring my marketing agency. Um, it's pretty automized at this point, but like, fully, fully automized. So it's gonna be broken up into two sections. One that's fully, fully automized. I mean, like, I have things handled right now where it takes you maybe like four hours of work a week, maybe two to four hours of work a week on average, my marketing agency. Yeah, probably closer to four hours um, of like real, real work. Then there's other stuff that you do on the side. But if I needed it to be like probably around four hours, um, and that's where it's at right now. You know, so I want to take that four hours, turn it into maybe like 
an hour a week um, for that part of the marketing agency and then I want to do more commission-based stuff. So the retainer part of the agency, um, I want to just like take it to a ridiculous level. So 2017 was really my breakthrough year. I got up to $20,000 a month with my agency at the age of 17, which was just preposterous money to me at that time. And it's funny how I felt richer back then than I do now. I guess as you get along your journey, you don't uh, fixate on the, the monetary value as much. But what was so interesting to me was the fact that I got up to $20,000 a month and I was really doing everything wrong. Back at that point with my agency, I had a creative agency. We had no niche. I was doing everything myself. Well, technically I hired an employee, but that only lasted three days before he decided, um, you know, this is a little too commercial work for me. You know, that's the thing. Uh, when you have monthly deliverables for a client in return for a retainer, uh, it's not the most glamorous thing. You know, it's, it's not the greatest expressions of one's creativity. So yeah, apart from that little three-day stint, I was alone. I was doing everything myself. Simple things like auto billing. I was not auto billing my clients. My onboarding was sloppy. Everything was all over the place, to be honest. And I still managed to get to $20,000 a month. But by the end of 2017, I felt, um, I would say a little burnt out. And I felt, I felt like I wasn't a respected business owner. I didn't feel as though my clients treated me like a respected business owner. It almost felt like my clients treated me like just any other contractor. And that's something I really wanted to change in 2018. So... Let's see what happened. You know, and I just remember just instances where I, I just, I felt so helpless because I'm like, you know, if I don't take care of my family, even though it's just me and my mom, no one is, you know, and to this day, that's the case. And entrepreneurship was my way out. You know, entrepreneurship was my way out. Business was my way out. You know, and I remember even things like meditating. I started meditating three years ago. I started reading a book a week, which I actually recently stopped. Uh, but I, I read a book a week, almost, almost like 90% track record for whatever, like three years or so. Is this casual? It's It's very casual. It's, it's, I think it might be a, too, a little bit too casual. So as a between... 1,000 and around 3,000. So usually it's average. 2,500 is so far the most common ticket, but the 990 is also. Okay, there we go. So we got a little bit of data. This huge so, you know, I'm pretty sure I could have charged probably anywhere from ten dollars to $15,000 for this. So, hey-ho, I had a great time. I learned so much. Um, and by the way, guys, when I say these numbers, my first, exactly a year ago, this month, a year ago, my, I made uh, $1,200, 880 pounds, roughly thereabouts. Things change, okay, things change. So don't think that this is beyond your your barrier or your or your what you're capable of or, or anything like that. You know, I just wanted to like warm up before the meeting, you know, yeah, yeah. like socially warm up because, you know, in the same way you go to the gym and you got to warm up yeah, before you, before you, you, you lift your heaviest set, yeah, you got to do the same thing. Like, you know, it's game time. It's showtime. You're, you're about to hop into a fucking meeting with a client or a potential client. Yeah. You don't just want to go in there cold, right? I think it's what you do the entire day before the meeting that really, really counts. Right, um, because you you ever get in that sort of like zone, that flow where it's just like everything just comes to you naturally. Oh, yeah. Like 
you know, like I, I can just remember vividly times where I was like, there was one client specifically that I can remember, like huge multi-million uh, pound tech company. I, there's no way they were like my f- fifth client. There's no way I should have gone them as a client. Yeah. I, I still blows my mind to this day that I got them as a client. Um, and the reason was because like I was there at that meeting and everything just flowed yeah, like just just yeah, <laughs> literally literally I felt like limitless pill. Yeah. It was because that entire day leading up to it, I realized that okay I have this huge meeting that I'm probably gonna ship my pants, um, so I need to frame myself correctly leading up to that meeting. So yeah. you have people in your ear, you're going, you know, you have people in your ear trying to give you advice, trying to tell you go this way, that way, uh, trying you trying to get you to just follow a predetermined path. Right, and here's the thing: just because someone else let their own insecurities get in their own way, doesn't mean that has to fucking get in your way. Okay, I looked at those people and I went, "Look, your insecurity got in your way, right? The fact that you weren't you weren't willing to take the risk, but that doesn't mean that I'm not." Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so just to confirm, that's the yeah. that's a Rolex 41 millimeter, the date just steel and yellow gold, steel and yellow. On a jubilee bracelet, we can do that for you if that's what you want. Great, and that's the uh, black set with diamonds, right? Yes, black gold with diamonds. Sir. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, can you do that for me? And of I'll, course. I'll when be. Would you be coming in, sir? Uh, probably in an hour or so. Just <laughs> come in and ask for me. Great, thank you so much. I'll see you thank in around you, an hour. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you then. Bye bye. All right, guys. So after calling around four different Rolex places, uh, they finally found the one that I have with the exact specifications that I want. Um, they are gonna have to like change a little cuff round because they don't have one set with it right now. But guys, today is the day where um, I finally buy my Rolex. I've been wanting this forever and ever and ever. And to be able to buy it, you know, with completely my own money at the age of 18, this is gonna be a proud moment for me. But uh, guys, but for me, like to be able to buy this $15,000 watch, on my own, on my own dime, did it all myself at 18. Like it, it's a, it's something to be proud of for me personally. I have imagined myself and I imagined myself with a Rolex. Like it's always just been a dream of mine. Or like in like four or five hours, I actually have a flight to Greece. Um, I have to wake up at like 4 a.m. I can't remember the last time I woke up that early for a flight. Um, but yeah, I'm taking my mom to Greece for her birthday. I remember the last time I took my mom away to Paris. Uh, that was probably one of the proudest moments of my life. If you are at a place where you know you're wondering why the hell you're doing this, and you just need some sort of anchor, some sort of you know why, just do it for your mom. Like you know, do it for your mom, do it for your dad. You know, it's that's always been my why, and to this day, that's still my why. And you know, I can honestly say I still work for my mom to make sure that you know she's protected and she's taken care of. Um, and that is literally what got me through a place where you know, through my darkest, darkest moments where I just wanted to give up where I went. I literally have the entire world on my shoulders. I'm Guys, today I'm off to Hamburg and uh, I'm there to see a client, so I'm training their team for two days. They have two companies actually. One which is an agency, got a squat down. Second, which is a financial services like software, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're a client of mine, so flying out there to train their team and work on this new funnel. Hey, hi guys. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Thurston's in another room just uh, creating a couple slides for a video without revealing too much what we've been working Alright, so here is my terrible writing. Um, we are talking about software, digital products, how to offset the cost of getting a new customer using digital products. 
Social media marketing, it brings so many opportunities. When I make 20, 25,000 a month from social media marketing, that's mine, that's profit. You know, that isn't my, me fucking around with you guys with my revenue, which I only actually make 25% or 20% profit margin on, that is my money to keep, right? That's my money to keep. Yes, I have certain things that I outsource for, but once again, that's just because I don't want to do it myself. If I wanted to, I could do it myself. Work a little bit extra time, but keep 100% profit margin, basically. It starts with done for you, right? A year ago, I was doing just social media distribution and growth, right? And I was making five, 6,000 a month just by doing social media distribution and growth and a bit of content, right? And then you move into higher levels, more things that people will pay more for, like advertising and like paid ads and funnel creation and email marketing, you know, helping people run their retargeting ads, you know, cause most people are just sloppy with that. So like, these are all things that you can help with. And then you can move into stuff that I'm moving into now, uh, which is more a consultant role where you just come in get paid a big fee and then get the fuck out. Cause you don't want to deal with that shit. Right. There's so many different ways to go about it. Right. That's kind of what I love about social media marketing is that you're also just respected and being respected is a great feeling. I'm not going to lie. Right. You're just respected and seeing, for example, yesterday, like I was talking to the owners after, um, you know, after the workshop ended, he's just like, literally this changes everything for me. This literally changes everything for me. And you know, that's an amazing feel when you, when you can literally see in someone's eyes, how their business has just been completely reformed and changed. I'd love to get, now, I know you're talking about Your potential client. My network a long time ago uh, just came in as a new uh, potential client. Well, I say potential, but pretty much the, the, the entire call was like, it, it, was, it was a great call, so probably 90% chance. Uh, we just have to have a meeting, close everything up, um, and uh, yeah, we'll kind of move from there, so. Pick which one you want. No, wait, no, hold on, no, 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 no. You said this was for you. Well, I'm getting one for me, and I'm getting one for you. Right up until the end, um, you seem a bit surprised. I'm fucking <laughs> stunned, um, Basically, what happened was uh, he went to Italy, on a trip, uh, he left his phone, he lost his phone. Uh, turns out he told me when he came over to my apartment this morning that someone actually recovered it and it's with like TFL now, but either way it was an iPhone 5S. iPhone 5S, so fuck that. We can't have an IG uh, IGT member uh, working on that thing, so. I am going to Berlin, off to see one of my clients. We are building out their auto webinar funnel. We're actually just redoing their webinar. Um, they've already done uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but already done a considerable number, uh, multiple five figures, coming close to six figures within their first four to five webinars, live webinars that we did together. Uh, this is overexposed. Um, so yeah, now I'm just coming in. Already helped them build out their live webinar funnel before, helped them launch it, etc., etc. Now we're just going back to kind of construct and um, you know, get this, the, the auto version of it set up uh, so they can just focus on their business and their agency. So. Pretty cool setup right in the middle of the office. You excited? I'm a bit nervous. I'll give you my honest feelings. I'm mm -hmm. a tiny bit nervous. Why? You have uh, you've completely changed the web class that we were going to do to something very different to what I'm normally comfortable with. So I have no idea if it's going to work or not, but you've been right so far. So <laughs> I don't know. What just happened is we just finished a web class. It went a webinar. It went really, really well. But I actually didn't think it was going to go very well. I don't look too good right now. The wife um, beater. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really didn't think it was going to go well, but Iman kind of gave gave us the confidence to give it a go. And uh, yeah, fucking, you were right. I don't know. I was I was wrong. You were right. 
but that's actually, <laughs> that's why we pay you, dog. Now, don't get me wrong, with AJ Smart, I, I don't actually know what Jonathan said when he took the camera away, etc., etc. Um, but like, I think he said something along the lines of, uh, Iman has literally de uh, delivered a 10x return on investment. You know, I'm, I'm like, kind of like lost for words with this stuff because, you know, here I am like an 18 year old kid, you know, an 18 year old kid, I have no formal degree whatsoever. Like I've literally dropped out of high school and like these big businesses are vying for my attention and paying huge amounts to, you know, for, for, for them to work with my agency. And I said, the only reason that is, is because I found something, I found something, I found a high income producing skill, right? So I found something where if I learn this skill, I am worth a lot of money. I'm worth a lot of money to other people. And when I'm worth, let's, let's just say a hundred units to someone and I go, I, I can get you a hundred units of value and I will charge 20 units. Team of 20 employees yeah. right, in a bomb ass office. Why would you then hire my marketing agency to run your Facebook ads for you? Um, I mean, a big, huge part of it is just that you are the kind of, you're kind of learning about this all the time. You're focusing on marketing. That's your thing. That's what you're doing 24 hours a day. I don't know if you sleep, but maybe 12 hours a day. I think it would take me like three years to get to the point where I would have people like what you can do doing what you do for us right now. So I think it's just like, it's a time saving thing, right? I, I think like I can get the, you know, we started off with YouTube and Instagram growth. Now we're doing like kind of info product stuff. Um, I can get it done now, or I can try to build this shit out myself, which I don't know how to do, mm -hmm. even though I could do it, mm -hmm. uh, and wait a year. I don't want to wait a year. So she had an automated funnel. Yeah. <laughs> he came through my funnel. God damn it. <laughs> he came through my funnel and then converted, convert, didn't convert at that time, yeah. ended up converting like six months later. Yeah. So that's actually how we managed to get to know each other. But how would someone, like for example, do you get Cold calls often? Um, no, never. Never get cold calls from you? No. Cold call. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten. I've never gotten a cold call. Cold um, emails? Yeah, I get. I get cold emails all the time, but they're always really shit. Uh -huh. It's always like something where I'm just like, why the fuck? Like it doesn't really. I guess the the biggest thing is that they. Well, the biggest thing is no one does their homework. Social media marketing. When I first started, my first ever client. August 2016, two years ago, was 400 pounds, right? And it was with my old football club. And for that, I think I did four YouTube videos, I did 30 Facebook posts and 30 Instagram posts. That was big money, you know? And after that, um, you know, after that, there was there was a, another client that I got. Remember, it was around New Year's when you came. Um, For the event? The, no, it was the fitness guy. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. then th that actually fell through. And then, and then my first ever proper client was a company called Athlete. And between that and, um, you know, the cool thing about social media marketing that I like and the reason that two years later for me starting, I'm now signing, you know, five-figure-a-month retainers is because... I stuck, I stuck through it. And social media marketing is one of those financial vehicles that gets better over time. It doesn't get worse, you know? It doesn't get saturated, it doesn't get this or that because you as a person become more valuable. And I think that's probably the most important factor of it all. So for the last few months, I have not had a website. Tons of people have messaged me that are like, bro, you know, you don't have a website, blah, blah. And to me, it was to the point where I just found it amusing because in the last 45 days, I have doubled 
my retainers from my agency. So as I said, in the last 45 days, I've really just doubled my agency um, retainers and I've did that all without a website, okay? I have a two-day training uh, with a company out here called Motivate Design. So if you guys don't already know, uh, for a two-day training, I charge $20,000 a doctor right if you go to a doctor and they're just like take this medicine and you're like I haven't told you what my <laughs> right, issue is yet. Right. and they're like yeah just you just be like this person's just out to like scam me scam me or like yeah. misinform me or just like take my money and they just don't get, or if you go to like a pharmacy or something they're just like take this medicine and you're like I haven't told you what's wrong they just want your money yeah. like it's really easy to walk away when you know that's what they need yeah like yeah, I agree. If, 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 so good. If, yeah. if they they may not see it at the time but they'll come to see it yeah for example I am currently onboarding a new client and I thought I'd show you uh, guys something that's pretty cool. So I'm onboarding a client called O-Ring. Uh, we've been in talks for like two months now so it's like this little piece of tech right here. Uh, it's pretty dope. <laughs> this thing's, I think this thing's like titanium or something like that but anyways I'm onboarding them as you can see and uh, if you take a look at my screen like Onboarding them uh, yesterday or like a few days ago, uh, Prince Harry actually got spotted like wearing it. Um, and ever since then, like sales have been just freaking like blowing up and, and website traffic as well. This has given us like a crap ton of uh, website traffic. So, uh, yeah, that's the company or ring right there. They, they got some pretty cool, um, some pretty cool rings. Like, honestly, I can just, I mean, they're a client of mine, but I can genuinely recommend it after having this for like a month now. So, that's 14 days, as you can see right there. Uh, we brought in, in that period, in the last two weeks, $156,000. And uh, we spent, as you can see right there, $4,700. So that is, maybe what is that, like $151,000 profit? You know, really the story of this, you know, the thing that I want you to get from this entire story is, you know, I never made any excuses for my age or, you know, being in school or, you know, not having, you know, not having rich parents or like, I, you know, I bootstrapped this entire fucking thing. And that's everything I've done up until this point. Everything I've done has been without zero investment, without zero fucking guidance with, you know, every single excuse that most people give, I went ahead and I did it. And as you can see from the clips, 2018 was the first year that I had full clarity with my agency. And I just felt a lot more solid, you know, 2017, getting to the point where I was making $20,000 a month with my agency was incredible. And I mean, it changed my life in so many different ways. I, as I said, I dropped out of high school and at the end of 2017, still at the age of 17 years old, I moved into my dream two bedroom apartment in London, like something that meant so much to me, just having my own safe, happy place. But I knew that a lot of had to change and 2018 was the year to do that. And as you saw in those clips, I think I really managed to do that. 2018 was the first year that I managed to lock in some of my first few whale clients. Now, for those of you guys that don't know, at my education company, Grow Your Agency, we actually refer to a whale client as a client that pays $8,000 a month in retainer because that works up to roughly around $100,000 a year in service fee. So, you know, basically a client that's paying you at least six figures a year in service fee. And I managed to get a couple of those under my belt in 2018, which was just nuts to me. I was getting to a point where I was doing my first sort of two day trainings and getting paid $20,000 and my expenses paid to fly to places like New York and train multi seven figure year businesses. And 2018 was also very cool for me because as I said, in 2017, I, you know, I managed to finally have some financial freedom and kind of have all the things that I was kind of longing for in life. And I, I was able to travel and have experiences and, you know, finally take care of my mom and take my mom to Paris, which she'd been wanting to go to for 
I mean, her entire life, she'd never been. And all this, and, and moving to my dream apartment and all of this stuff that is kind of like that, those first few tears in terms of uh, spoiling yourself and whatnot. 2018, I was able to enjoy some of the, the finer things in life. I was able to buy my first Rolex at the age of 18 and then go on to buy a couple more watches that here. As many of you guys know, I'm a big, big horology fan, even to this day. Got a couple watch books sitting on my coffee table right here. And yeah, I was able to buy some nice stuff and really start to go on incredible holidays and kind of spoil the people around me. And you know, 2018 was truly the reincarnation of my agency, going from a creative agency to back end of 2017 and early 2018, having more of like a, a general agency, you know, where we were doing content creation, but then we were also doing ads, like a little bit more full service. And then finally niching down, picking one service, which is basically what we do to this day. We only offer paid traffic services to our clients. So we advertise on two channels for our clients, Facebook and Google, and only one of those will be cold depending on who the client is. But um, not only that, but finally finding our niche. Once again, we still work with them today. We work with 80% of our clients are info product businesses, the other 20% are e-commerce businesses, and just been super blessed to work with some of the coolest brands and companies out there. And I felt really good about 2018, but I still felt as though I could go from strength to strength with my agency. And that kind of takes us on to 2019. They don't think about that. They're just like, okay, fuck it. Like, I'll just be better than everyone else. And there is a differentiating factor between me and the rest of the competition, so I will win. And it's the exact same thing with an agency. And I can tell you honestly, I have clients come to me and they tell me stories of agencies they've worked with and the way they've operated and sort of the key, you know the key KPIs that they like bring forward to them. They're like, oh, you know, we got a cost per click at this price which is just ludicrous because I have e-commerce and info product clients. So the key metric shouldn't be a cost, you know, the cost per click. It should be like the cost per conversion or the total return on ad spend. I was going to say, it's really not that hard. You know, starting a business is always going to be hard, but it's, it's not groundbreaking stuff. If you can just learn those things and you can have a better service than the agency next to you, you're going to win. And I also know what it's like to, um, you know, have an agency that's just barely doing six figures or doing nothing, you know? And in all my time in my agency space, you know, initially starting off with a creative agency, then, you know, having a hybrid agency, now doing just paid traffic, you know, having no niche before, then finding my niche, then refining it, then refining systems and processes. I've really started to figure out, you know, what does a six figure agency look like? And what sort of operations and service do you need? Once you hit that seven figure year mark, you're really gonna need to specialize in on one service offering. You need to specialize in whether that be, you know, uh, lead generation with Facebook, lead generation with uh, AdWords, whether that be just funnel creation, uh, whether that be like your agency literally just builds and tweaks webinar funnels, whether that is your agency just builds out like real estate lead funnels for people. And you're really just going to need to focus in on one niche. You know? I am actually about to go pick up a new 40,000 pound watch. It's a Patek Philippe Aquanaut, uh, the rose gold uh, brown strap. From month nine to a year, within that period, something changes. And I experienced it personally. And for me, it was closer to a year and a half. I started my agency August of 2016. So I've almost had it for three years. I'm almost coming to the three year period. Um, and really for me, it was when we focused in just one niche. Well, actually technically we serve two niches, but the, they have close enough infinity that it's fine. You know, for me, it was really just when we focused in just primarily on running paid traffic for businesses. And we found our sweet spot niche, uh, which was info product and e-commerce businesses. As I said, they have enough affinity for me personally that we can run both with ease. And that was really around April of 2018. So around a, a year and eight, 
eight months in. So I'm actually a little bit past this, this normal timeline that I'm seeing. And the reason that around a year into your agency journey, things just get so incredible. Honestly, I even told the guy yesterday, I'm like, look, the next year, two, three years, it's gonna be pure bliss because you're just building on top of an incredible foundation. So the second thing that I wish I knew when I first started my agency was one of my favorite sayings is this too shall pass. And I don't just mean that in terms of the bad stuff, I mean that in terms of the good stuff. You see, with my agency, I've noticed a trend, and you probably can, to be honest, this is a trend everywhere you look in life. There's not, there's just peaks and troughs, bounce straight back up. That is part of the, you know, the, you know that's the, the pendulum swinging um, as an agency owner, and really as any business owner, I would say, but that's really just the pendulum swinging. And you need to remember that it, when it swings one way, you know, in, in the wrong direction, it's gonna swing back in the, in the right way and it's gonna swing um, just as much or even further as your last peak. That's really- <laughs> we, we have a media buyer with only four fingers. Hi, right, G Media. Come on, buddy. Stick it on there. So, table with me? Yes, please. Oh. See, Danny, they don't, how many leads do we get for how much? We've got in 760 leads at three pounds and a half each, which, which is pretty great. Also, 759 leads at three pound 55 in just this client is just UK market. Oh, because Facebook doesn't like us at all. <laughs> well, Facebook doesn't like anyone, to be honest. That's the unfortunate aspects of advertising with Facebook. Uh, we run ads to 70-80% of our clients are in the info product space um, and that can be very very tricky at times um, so this is pretty routine I'm just having a, a client's ads just get absolutely slammed especially when it was doing so well um, on cold we were what 2x a little bit more I think 2.5x on cold uh, and then obviously that was feeding the retargeting audience so like Campaign, not campaign. Um, ad total, like ad account total. I think we're at 3.5x. So yeah, shame, but comes with uh, advertising on Facebook, unfortunately. Um, so I'll throw you and Danny into WhatsApp group together. Uh, he'll check those case studies and let you know whether you should move forward and bring that, uh, bring that media buyer on board. And then, like it's so funny. I had uh, one of our clients, Chris. Um, he came to London because I was I did a two-day webinar build for him, and um, I did a two-day webinar build for him, and we had just made him sixty-five thousand, I think, or sixty-five, or was it fifty-six? I think it's awesome that you're doing mainly retainer plus percentage of ROAS. Uh, it's a little more risky, uh, but it also the rewards are a lot higher. I wish I'd done that with a lot of our clients. Looking back now, uh, but as I said, the reason that I only started doing it in the past three four months was because. I just, I wanted to keep things so operationally sound and simple and just um, and just organized and predictable. And that's what obviously the retainer gave me was just predictable monthly cash flow. Yeah. But um, with customer support, uh, just trying, putting tickets forward different times, just trying to get this business manager and ad account back, nothing worked. And basically we wasted a month on it and then that was a 7,800 month uh, client. And like, obviously I refunded that I well not obviously we we did the we did a month of work we had all the ads ready we had all the audiences ready in fact we spent so much fucking time dealing with the uh, Facebook um, sending uh, tickets and stuff like that and then I refunded that client and that client's like no 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 like you've done a month of work like keep keep the eightish thousand pounds like keep it and I was like no like not at all blah blah and 
that was actually the month prior, funnily enough, to the to the other scenario. And I was, and they were like, no, well, okay, at least please like keep like thirty percent because of all the work that you've done and the copy you've written, etc. And I'm like, no, like honestly, don't worry about it. And they were like, this client messaged me back and they're like, honestly, like I appreciate the way you do business so much. Like, really means the world to me. It shows a lot about your character. And I was like arguing back and forth about the fucking contract. And my point is, it shows you the fact that like when your lead flow is low, when you take a couple hits, when you're in a scarcity mindset, things will just change so much for you. So don't ever let yourself get to that point. It's right out there. I had a preconception about your age. <laughs> As you I, think, know. I think we met when I was 17. And I have to say, I, I meet people every day. People put proposals forward to us every day. Iman's was one of the most slick, professional, uh, mature, and just excellent proposals that have been put in front of me for a hell of a long time in business. It shifted everything for me, like new levels of respect, and it taught me a lesson not to be so judgmental. This year has been an incredible year for my agency. Um, July 2019, I said, don't know when you're watching this. July 2019 was the first month where I've actually managed to hit $100,000 profit from the agency. So as you can see from the 2019 footage, 2019 truly turbocharged my agency and 2019 was the year of whales. I had some weird obsession with it at that point even. And um, you know the whole whale running joke thing, that kind of came about towards the back end of 2018. And that always stuck in my mind as many of you guys know, I've got a, the original Wilbert the whale and like, you know, we, we kind of rebranded Grey Agency. Well, actually it was, you know, Grey Agency only came about and became a brand beginning of 2019. and. That whole thing kind of came about and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sign as many whale clients as I can possibly sign. So I just went on a rampage in 2019 and it was just back to back to back whale clients. And it was incredible. You know, it truly was. It, it did a lot for my confidence as an agency owner to, to consistently command those sort of fees and prices. But I actually made a realization with pricing and I'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about 2020. And I knew that I wanted to have a different approach going into the next year, especially because you know, the thing that took us from strength to strength, in my opinion, and really allowed us to scale up in 2019 was the fact that somewhere around February, March, we started running ads for the agency. And for the rest of the year, that was pretty much how we got 70 to 80% of our clients. And it was, it gave us a lot of confidence because, you know, because we were spending large sums of money for our clients and we knew that, you know, we commanded pretty, pretty high retainers. So I had no issue spending two, four, five, six grand acquiring a client when I know that their first month retainer will make up for it. And then in 2019, we were doing a three month minimum, but the average retention of a client was much farther than that. Now on a more personal level, 2019 was truly the year where I kind of just started to enjoy my wealth. And I started spending a lot more money and kind of enjoying my lifestyle more because the past few years I'd been stockpiling a good amount of cash. And I was at that stage where like I knew my business was solid and I knew my business would provide for me for decades to come. So uh, so I kind of let my hair down a little bit more and you know, most of that kind of came to as one of my biggest passions, which is horology. I ended up buying all my dream watches, all my grail watches. And all in all, at the end of 2019, I felt as though, you know, going from 2016 with my agency, kind of just not really even knowing what I was doing or the fact that I even had an agency to 2017 just being you know, just running around like a crazy madman, doing everything myself to 2018, finally bringing some structure in, but not having a proven track record to then 2019, I felt as though I was, uh, you know, you know, I felt as though I had taken, you know, four shots of espresso and I was like, you know, closing all these wheel clients and whatnot. 
but it was but it wasn't as calculated as it could have been and i'll kind of talk about that as i said going into 2020 so let's go ahead and roll those clips the tenacity that most people don't and i didn't have to pay him he worked entirely on commission basis only which for most salespeople or appointment setters that that doesn't really work they like literally all of them subs as social media management and mm -hmm. i, I want to get into facebook ads so i was considering should i also offer social media management on instagram um no definitely don't and you know our clients three thousand a month and having even like four or five clients a month for email marketing I'm like, oh, it'd just be such an easy way to make an extra 100K a month uh, bottom line. Um, or like, for example, I'm about to hire an in-house full-time uh, intellectual property manager. And like, once again, like that's a, a service that I could uh, charge clients like two and a half K a month for. And it all kind of ties in together. You know, we have info product clients and we run their ads and then we can also do their email marketing and then we can also do their IP protection. But like, you know, at the end of the day, the real power in business is traction, not addition. Um, it's not adding extra shit. So. so I'm rebuilding this automation in 2020 and I want to change a lot. Turned on my phone and uh, lo and behold, got a Stripe notification from one of my clients. This is a 3,600 pound a month retainer, but most of it comes from the back end from the percentage of return on ad spend. I think most of you guys know by now that our minimum retainer is 4,000 pounds a month. That is the lowest that will go and if we do it, it's rare, we're not happy about it, but it's because we see potential in the client and being a, a client that could stay with us for a long time. You know, but luckily where we're at with the agency and at least for most of the agency incubator students, 2,600 is a, is a respectable retainer, but as I said, for us, most of the money from this client is gonna come from the back end from our percentage of return on ad spend. Yeah, Danny, what leads did you pick out for me to reach out to? I'm gonna send a couple looms after lunch. Search for any page of of the of the school or of the um, or of of like a personal one didn't find any so um. has brought us a client yeah I sent this guy a really threatening message <laughs> being like um, obviously I have to tell you how serious this is and how we will investigate this sorry blah 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 and he came back like really apologetically and, and it sounds like he's spoken to somebody in the course who's been like, Amanda's like referral. Uh. Big mistake, you know, for you to relay such a high ticket offer. I mean, even if you're, you're charging the client $1,500, 2K a month, which obviously, you know, we don't really work in that price bracket. Um, that's still a monthly fee, you know, for someone to be paying 1500 2K a month and not see the person who's running their services, you know, there's a lot that I do in terms of Zoom, uh, in terms of sharing, you know, examples, case studies, in terms of sharing, you know, very, very obvious places where they're leaving money on the table. This is one of my proposals. I actually used to make all my proposals in Canva, <laughs> as you can see by the quite obvious temp. Actually, wait, no, I think I made it in pages. No, I think I, yeah, no, I think I made it in pages. I think I found this as like, um, as an image. Yeah, I definitely made this in pages. Anyways, my point is, that uh, yeah, this is a proposal I sent to a company called Skin Yoga. We were in talks and uh, you can see here, Instagram content distribution and account management, 150. And then for account management and content creation, so an extra 150 pounds a week to actually curate the content. 
You can see right there, this is the proposal. Uh, and then I end it off and I say, uh, I would like to remind you that December is the busiest month of growth for an Instagram page out of the whole year. We could really get the ball rolling in December as well as campaign for 2017. Let's build momentum on our social media so you can have the best fourth quarter in the whole of the company history. So I actually sent this, I remember it was probably around October, 2016. But they're doing substantially less than that. So realistically for it to be worth it for us in terms of not only our retainer, but our percentage of ROAS, we need to be making like a four X return on ad spend. And that is, substantially, substantially higher than what they're doing right now. So Danny and I had a talk after the call and it just doesn't make sense to bring this client on. So, you know, it just is what it is. It's just a logistical thing. The only thing I'm annoyed about is that sales call was a shambles. Like Jerry, that sales call from my side was a joke. Like I'll come back with like fraudulent payment or this or that, but it came back as do not honor. And that's just kind of like one of the easiest ways to know that the person has more than enough money in their bank account. It's just their bank is declining it because it's larger than normal payment. So you guys know my philosophy, which is until the payment has come through, they are not a client. You don't have that money and nothing is guaranteed. Um, so Danny was uh, around, uh, I mean, Danny, Danny and I have been working together for like two years now. So he uh, is the, the myth behind um, now, obviously 2020 is still far from over, but this has been the most successful year thus far for the agency. This year has been awesome. I've actually brought on another media buyer for IG Media, which means that we can take on more clients, which is one of our biggest struggles and, and pretty much the biggest bottleneck in 2019. And this year we've also revamped all of our systems, brand new website, brand new onboarding, brand new custom reporting. Everything has kind of been overhauled this year and kind of given a facelift. And I think it was much needed. And it brought another sense and air of maturity to the agency, which has kind of been the tone of this year. Now, now this year on average, our monthly retainers are lower than they were last year, but this year I've only been signing clients on five and six month minimums and I've made it my mission to get my retention rate as high as humanly possible because I've realized, look, if you've got clients staying on for 12 months, 18 months, you really don't need many of them to consistently be clocking in 100, 200K months profit with the agency. So as I said, I've been charging clients a lot lower retainers, but pretty much every single one of our deals these days does have a percentage of ROAS. So basically a performance kickback within that. And I like that model a lot because obviously that means that if we're making the client money, then we're making money ourselves. And you know, I kind of refrained from that in 2018 and 2019. And that's because I just wanted the, I wanted the machine to run as smoothly as possible. And I wanted to make sure I knew the cash flow to a T. And obviously the easiest way to predict that was to have just these set retainers clocking in every single month, but I missed out on so many opportunities because in 2018 and 2019, when I didn't have many of these performance bonuses attached to client retainers, you know, we, we knocked so many campaigns out the park and we would have made an extraordinary amount of money from our performance bonuses. But alas, you know, you learn, you live and you learn. And, um, that's been one of the coolest things is, as an agency owner is hopefully you're starting to see you know, I've only been in this business for four years and it's, and I've come such a long way and I know there's still so much to learn, but I feel as though there's something magical that happens at that 18 to 24 month mark where you just feel so much resolve in yourself as a business owner, as an agency owner. And I've not only seen that in myself, I've seen that in the fact that I've also seen that in all of my students, you know, running the largest education company on earth for agency owners specifically. I have thousands and thousands of students and, and I have students who are killing it with their web design agencies, students killing it with their advertising agencies. We have copywriting agency students in the program, SEO agency students, the list really goes on and on. And as I said, 
I have this really unique perspective where I've seen thousands and thousands of agency owners' stories and their timelines. And as I said, there's something magical that happens at that 18 to 24 month mark. So ladies and gents, I really wanted to share this because as I said, I know that, especially for a lot of you guys that are new, um, you see the end product. And I've had, you know, I get so many messages of people saying like, wow, I literally just went back to 2015. I, I, you know, I didn't even show you guys the 2015 videos. You know, uh, I have people who are like, it's so cool. I didn't realize the fact that you still left up all your videos from like 2015, 2016. People are like, I, it's so cool to watch you go to Brixton Bookmongers on Sunday and pick up your books for the week, you know, from the used bookstore because you couldn't afford to get new books at that point. And just like, you can see my entire journey, my entire process. So I know that not all of you guys have time to go through those old videos. So I want to kind of compile some of the highlights here in one video so you can see the fact that, look, this isn't something that comes easy. You know, having an agency, a successful marketing agency is not something that comes easy. I also will say to get to where I got will take you far less time because I made so many mistakes along the way. I did things in an archaic manner in so many instances and in so many parts of the business. So, you know, not everyone's timeline is the same, but I really just want to give you guys some context and uh, show you everything that went into having this life that I have today, because you guys know that you know, my business is the reason that I've been able to retire my mom. My business is the reason that I'm able to live the sort of life that I'm able to live and not only have financial freedom, but have location freedom, time freedom. And the other thing that I want to put in there is feel like a respected business owner. That's one of the things I love so much about agency life is just like connecting with my clients. And I usually build really good relationship and bonds with my clients. To me, that is so, so meaningful. And one of the biggest aspects in our sales process these days actually is making sure that we're a good culture fit with the clients that we work with. Now, I know this has already been a ridiculously long video, so I'm gonna leave you with this. If any of this sounds interesting or intriguing to you, there's two resources I want you to go ahead and check out. First things first, down below, you can find a link to a free training. Now, little heads up, I think it's somewhere around two hours or something like that. I go ahead and introduce Agency Incubator, which is my flagship program. So somewhere, I believe it's like two hours or two hours and 12 minutes. You can just click away. Like if you watch that thing for two hours and that says a lot, by the way, it's two hours before I even mention any paid program or anything like that. So watch that two hours. If you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh, this makes sense. And, and you know, and you know, I can, I can understand the business model and I love a community and mentoring and really someone to hold my hand through the entire process, then stick around and find out a little bit more about Agency Incubator. If you watch that two hour thing and you're like, you know what, this isn't for me, then um, then you can just click away and hopefully I've given you a good fair warning. The other link I want you to check out is Agency Incubator itself. Now go on the sales page and you can find out everything you need to know about the program. And in fact, I even do a 15 minute demo right on there because here's the thing, when you know that you have the best product in the market and all your testimonials prove that, then you want to show off your product. And I'm very, very, very proud of Agency Incubator. So on the sales page, go ahead and watch that demo. I show you every single module in the program. I show you all the plug and plays. I show you the community. I show you the trackers, the calculators, the website template, literally the one-click funnels, the onboarding funnel, everything that I use to run my agency day-to-day, I give to you guys entirely. And as I said, I show it off in the demo because, because when you know that your offering is the best thing that's out there on the market, you have no qualms whatsoever about showing it off, to be honest. So ladies and gents, I know this has been a long video. Appreciate every single one of you guys that stuck around. Down below, you also find the winner for the Gadgie giveaway. As always, you guys know what to do to be in with winning an article in the next video. Just go ahead and comment within the first two hours and you'll be automatically entered. Appreciate every single one of you guys. 
Remember, the room wasn't built in a day. Just take this process, this agency journey, week by week, month by month. And I know that in three, four years, you may not have it in video form, but you can look back at, for example, see something like your old journals and really just sit in awe and mull over how far you've come. So appreciate every single one of you guys. I'll see you in the next one.